the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. The Ten Commandments. Also known as a Decalogue. It's these sets of commandments, which the Bible describes as having been given to the Israelites by God at biblical Mount Sinai. People love commandments. We could teach them to children. We can grasp them. They're easy concepts, right? Then you get kind of in that Hebrew Bible and Exodus and you start going Moses. History of the world. Part one. Was that not awesome with Mel Brooks? Comes back from the mountain as Moses. I give you the 15 commandments. Five of them fall and break. I give you the 10 commandments. You always wonder why there was just 10, right? But we love commandments. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make idols. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. Honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother is a commandment. You know what the 21st century commandment would be? Dote over your children. Be a helicopter parent. Maybe, maybe not. So we love commandments, right? We love them. I give them. it unto you, these 15. Oy. Oy. Ten, ten commandments. You know, I remember that movie is incredibly funny, but also incredibly racy and probably just totally inappropriate in this day and age. And that's all I'm going to say. So we love commandments, right? I know you're saying, where does this go, Rob? I give you the 10 commandments that will help you become successful when you become an investor. First one, obviously, is plan ahead. To get to where you want to go in life, you need goals and a plan. If you want to, in your 20s or your 30s, start becoming a better person as far as where you're going to end up at age 60. I don't know. It's not fun thinking about. You're 20. You're young. You look cute in that underwear. A couple of years from now, I'm not going to be able to say that. I don't remember that hanging so low be a phrase that comes out so having a plan is a great idea like when you go on a business trip don't you have a plan when you go on a vacation don't you have a plan same thing with investing you need goals need five years or less short-term plan then you need a kind of a medium term five to ten years and then you need a long-term plan 20 plus years and if you can't do those three things you're not a functional adult of which I can't do one of those. So you want to live within your means. That should be one of my 10 commandments that I give to you. If you can't afford something, don't buy it. 
if you really want a brand new video game PC that's going to cost you $2,500 or $2,000, just admit it. Just say, I'm getting a luxurious item. Don't, don't go, I, I kind of need a new computer. Live within your means. It's kind of interesting because um, I think the best example of not living within your means is when you, when you first fall in love. And when I first fell in love, when I was introduced to like a, a kiss, you know, touching a, a, like a skin is like, whoa, I remember spending way too much money. Oh, my God, no way. How did I get around it? Was I, I learned that, like, you don't have to spend money to have a good time. Live within your means. And it's interesting because I remember, like, being 20 years old and going to, like, a TGI Fridays and going, this is good food. Having a beer and potato skins with my bro. But, of course, bro wasn't a word then. Oh, boy, is this great. But now if you catch me in a, a TGI Fridays, you actually win $10,000. There's a better chance you'll see Elvis in a TGIF than me. Because I'm a, a, I'm a snob, a food snob. You want to make saving a habit. I'm giving you 10 commandments. One, plan ahead. Two, live within your means. Three, make saving a habit. Do you know one of the best things about having a mortgage is you send in a check every month and part of it says interest and like, oh, I'm throwing so much interest down the toilet. I'm giving it to the bank. And they just change the word on your mortgage. Instead of saying interest, they should say bank's profit. So you pay them an enormous amount of money to borrow an enormous amount of money, right? But there's also something where your principal, how much is going to principal where you're paying yourself? You make saving the habit. Why do you think so many people like and are proud that they own real estate? Because they made saving a habit. They didn't realize that what they're doing. People have been investing in their 401k for 10, 20, 30 years. They blow away real estate investors. People who have been investing in their, their 401k for 10, 20, 30 years have enough to retire. But you got to make it a habit. You got to pay off the credit cards. I just got a notice from my credit card company. They increased my limit again. And I'm like, whoa, I can really get into some serious trouble. Like, I'm now getting to the point on credit availability that I could probably take a year off work and just live off credit cards and try to dodge the bills for as long as I can. Whoa. Whoa. I'm kind of a big deal. Next thing on the 10 commandments that I give you start investing. Sooner the better. Money doubles every 7.2 years. So if you get uh, 65 years old and you have $700,000, if you could wait till you're 72 and a half, you'll have 1.4 million. Or if you started seven years earlier, you would already have 1.4 million. The big difference between 700,000 and 1.4 million. So I'm giving you your 10 commandments. When you're young, you want to establish credit. In order to qualify for the best interest rates in life, you have to have good credit. Guess what? My credit stinks right now. One month ago, I was telling you how great my credit is, but because I borrowed money. And now they're like, well, let's see. Let's see if he pays it back. A couple months from now, it'll be awesome again. So you want to establish good credit. I've got 27 lines of credit open right now. I've got 35 lines of credit. I got 40 lines of credit. Which one's better, five lines or 40 lines of credit? Depends on your cash flow. For a good credit score, you got to service, you have to have credit, lines of credit, and you have to service it. For your Ten Commandments, you want to have a marketable skill. Don't go to school to be a poetry major, that's fine. 
but then become the best poet on the planet because the second best poet on the planet doesn't make money. You want to have a marketable skill. Like if you are able to fall asleep at your job, that's not a good thing. You want to cut the financial umbilical cord. I'm looking at a guy sleeping right now. Um, in your twenties, as you're growing up, cut the umbilical cord with the parents. You want to marry wisely. I would say almost put off marriage until you know that this is the right one or do the starter marriage and get it over with and get onto the second one. Welcome to my world and have some fun, have fun, marry wisely, cut the financial cord, have a marketable skill. These are all obvious things. Start investing, establish credit, pay off credit cards, make saving a habit, live within your means. Those are the 10 commandments. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I always kind of want it to be Oats. Daryl Hall was way too talented. I needed someone talented that I could sit behind and go, oh yeah, oh yeah. And that's my contribution. Do the big bushy mustache, curly hair. Sexy music, right? Or sexy boys. What a tear, huh? Had you invested in Hall and Oates at the right time, would you have figured out the wrong right time to get out, too? When, did, when does the music hitmaker stop making their hits? It's so funny. I, um. There we go. One more hauling out. It was a good run. Tonight on the top five at ten, let's see who the truck makers are. Anyway, um. Would you have sold at the right time? Like, I remember, um. I saw Dave Matthews back in college at a place that had maybe five to ten people in it. And my friend took me to another show, and then we went to another show. And then I invited my friend uh, Amy and Tony to see a show. And at this point in time, their, their shows were like 500 large. And uh, long story short, it was, it was a pretty great show. Dave Matthews was kind of an innovative sound. Is that fair to say for the time? Born in South Africa. He tells a great story once about sitting on a toilet and a cricket inside the toilet in South Africa kept jumping up and touching him in his derriere. Ah! And you know what? You don't know what to do at that point in time. Born in Johannesburg. He made an interesting business choice while in Charlottesville, Virginia in 1991. Sony said, we want to sign you to a three-record deal. And he goes, no. We want more. A couple months later, Sony would come back and say, we'll sign you to a four-record deal. He says, no. A couple months later, Sony comes back and says, okay, five. You got seven. What's interesting to note about that is his first couple albums were the, the benefit, the success of... Years and years in work and toiling at the clubs, getting the sound right. He didn't have seven albums in him. And that's why his albums today 
suck garbage. Like, they're awful. They stink of trash. But he did it well. You know who another guy did that well? was Billy Joel. He had the same thing in the 70s. He signed a bad record deal that basically the only money he was ever going to get was from touring, not from selling records. And back then, selling records was big money. So it was a five-year deal that he signed. Guess what he did? He didn't release an album for five years, and he became a piano man. Got his music together, and then released it all boom, 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 back to back to back in the 70s. He says, son, can you play me a memory? I'm not I've never seen Billy Joel play. I've seen Elton John, which is probably the cliche of the two. I think um, Billy Joel is still doing one night a week or one night a month at MSG. And it always sells out. Like, that's amazing. Anyway, I'm totally digressing into music conversation. But there are business lessons to be found in music. Are there not? I think there are. How to manage your retirement cash flow is something that you need to learn or think about. Kind of before you hit retirement, right? Identifying and understanding sources of retirement income. You're going to have Social Security. It's not going to be enough. It's a supplemental program. So when you get that urge to get a new roof, urge to give your kids some sort of money for college, or urge to, you got to be careful in retirement. Can't break your can't break your budget. So maybe in your twenties, your budget is a practice tool for your sixties. So you got to learn how to determine your expenses, how to manage the five risks to your retirement cash flow. If you're getting a 2% return on your money, it takes you 36 years to double your money. If you're getting 4%, it takes you 18. If you're getting a 6% return, it takes you 12. If you get an 8% return, it takes you nine years. The market tends to average somewhere between 8 and 10% with dividends. So that's why when you, when you see the number 10% or you see 7.2, money doubles every 7.2 years. Because that's what the market's done for us. And that's what you're aiming for. You're not aiming for 12% because the market doesn't typically do that. And you're definitely not aiming for 20, 25, 35, 35, 45, 55% returns in a year. When you get them, you're like, woohoo! Sock some of that extra away. I think you want to start planning right now to live 30 years in retirement. 30 years in retirement without significant income boost. So let's stop and think about that. I said in your 20s, learning how to budget is kind of like practice for your 60s. But let's say you make $100,000 a year. For some reason, you are you come out of college, you make $100,000 a year. So in, in 40 years, you're going to make $4 million, right? And that's your swimming pool. That's it. That has to last you until you die 30 years later. Wow. Credit card debt, student loan debt, national debt. We're in debt up to our eyes. But credit card debt is particularly bad news in retirement. Trying to withdraw your nest egg efficiently is tough enough, but when you have credit card costs add on, adding on top, it brutalizes and savages you. 
AARP.org has got a lot of information. I highly suggest people get as much information as they can, but try to be open-minded with it. I'm not going to scream out fake news. Fake news! But if I were to scream out fake news, I would say be very, very cautious about the information you get. You are fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Isn't it great that's become a lexicon part of it? I'm Rob Black. I'm still alive. What do I deserve to be? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Another day, another dollar. That's all I got. Fascinating day again. You wake up at four and you turn on the news and you hear Donald Trump going at tech companies, going at Google and Facebook, kind of warning that regulation may be coming. You see Bernie Sanders talk about the employment conditions at Amazon. I'm like, wow, there's not a lot of business news out there when that's the story of the day. CEOs earned 312 times more than the average worker in 2017. Mama, don't raise your kids to be football players. Odell Beckham just got a record contract, and he's outclassed in salary by people like Mark Melancon, who can throw a, a ball, a baseball. And these guys are getting outclassed, the baseball throwers, in salaries by CEOs. So if you can get your kid to, I don't know, Get an economist lunchbox or something like that. Whoa. So, I know, right? Right? Hourly workers will see about a 3% increase in 2019. Pay hikes have hovered in this range for the past decade. It's considered keeping up with inflation. I don't know if it is. I don't think it is. It's not keeping up with homeowners. It's not keeping up with the ability to get money put into moving it from rent to a down payment. Because... Real estate's moving up 6%, roughly, across the United States. Stock market's pulling up you know, 8 to 10% this year across the United States. So who's the big winner? So you need about a 3% raise this year. I don't know about my company. That's all I'm going to say. I love my company. I have nothing bad to say about my company. Uh, I don't know if it's in the cards, though, that you're going to get a 3% raise. Sorry. So that's out there today. Other big stories of note. Um, there, there's a couple. You know, it's it's taken a little bit of work. Uh, Canada seems to be jumping on board the whole, we don't want to be left out of this Mexico-U.S. deal. GM Fiat Chrysler, largest Canadian-Mexican importers. Uh, there's a lot of big money here. There's a, a story for sure. And Canada coming in in line when, you know, 75% of their exports go to the United States. Trade war is coming. Or is it wrapping up? So, anyhow. So long, summer. It's almost over. Traffic's starting to pick up bad again. Uh, Market is drifting into vacation mode. I am drifting into vacation mode. 
Therefore, the market is drifting into vacation mode, right? They're saying real estate prices are starting to fall in Miami because of climate change, that a lot of Miami's going to be underwater, so people aren't buying in the, the lower elevation areas. How does it make you feel? It's been a pretty hot market. Is that what's going to do us in? Rising tides? So Tuesday wasn't enough of a day to really pound on. It produced just enough to send the S&P, the NASDAQ, and the Russell 2000 record highs. But the Russell 2000, like I said, it it wasn't a lot yesterday. It was just up 0.02 points. Is that the right way of saying it? That's tiny. That's an inflection of an inflection. American Eagle Outfitters, Dick's Sporting Goods, disappointed with their earnings guidance. Dick's Sporting Goods, trashing Under Armour. Saying that, you know, uh, people aren't buying their stuff. Say what? I know. Hewlett Packard Enterprises and Express pleased investors. It pleases me to tell you, the investor, that Hewlett Packard Enterprises did well. Who cares about Hewlett Packard Enterprises? Now, again, uh, you can't make money just off Amazon, Apple, Google, Netflix, Facebook. But it sure feels like that when people are saying, who cares about Hewlett Packard Enterprise? Back in the 80s and 90s, that stock could do no wrong. And here we are today. Trump's threatening regulation on the big tech companies. Do you remember 20 years ago, we were all worried and flummoxed? Not even 20 years ago, probably 15 years ago. We are all worried and flummoxed that AOL was buying Time Warner. They were getting too big. How could this possibly happen? And who's AOL now? I know what's good and bad. One of the very first license plates I saw in the Bay Area when I moved here 20 years ago was A-O-L-S-U-X. I'm like, cute. Cute. I get it. A lot of people in the Bay Area didn't like AOL. Um, Netscape was, was all the range then. Now, who's Netscape? Right? Things change in tech. So there's a big story out there that Facebook is throwing a lot of money into CapEx. What are they doing? Why are they doing it? What's the goal? What's the end? And we're starting to figure out something's coming. So that's down the road. They're spending a lot of money. Is it for virtual reality? Is it for new servers? Is it What's it for? Facebook is telling us today that they're launching an international video product to rival Google. It's called Watch. It's video rival to YouTube. Internationally, it's being launched and expanding some of the financial incentives to encourage people to share their content. Now, Facebook has gotten into a little bit of trouble in some countries, in large part because you have the ability to use Facebook for evil, spreading the messages amongst your evildoers quickly. So they're trying to figure out language and culture a little bit better. Video makers in five countries will be able to take a percentage of the ad revenues that comes from their content around the world as long as their videos on watch are popular enough and meet Facebook standards. Okay. So they're trying to, you know, gosh, how do you say this? Kids today don't really watch TV. They're on their computers. And on their computers, you can find Facebook. 
Facebook, ABC, NBC, CBS doesn't really quite get the internet distribution model versus the terrestrial model. So global expansion has a risk for Facebook. Overnight, they can become ABC on six continents, essentially, right? Video distribution. Kids today watched videos online. Uh, speaking of kids today, there's an angle out there that kids are paying for Fortnite dance classes. Can you imagine? And if, if you watch like Premier League soccer, you'll see a lot of the Fortnite dances featured after a goal. Oh my god! No like way. the worm, like the worm, right? The worm, or flossing, or the robot. There's so much flossing that teeth are actually getting clean these days, right? Um, but yeah, there's there's classes now that you pay seventy one seventy dollars for a month of classes. Um, I like it because it's activity for kids. They're not playing the game on the couch. But there's also now Fortnite tutors. In case your kid's not very dexterous, there's people that'll teach them how to be more conniving or whatever it is that they need to be. Times change, do they not? I think they do. Brides are leaving the wedding stores at the altar, and I like stories like that. Um, I've been divorced once. I don't even know if I was married. <laughs> it was less than a year. It stank. Thank goodness I didn't spend a lot of money on a wedding. A, there would be the shame of contacting the guests who have a whole year to buy you a wedding gift. (laughs) Ah, no need. It's over. But there's also just the cost, right? And I've never found wedding dresses to be attractive. I'll be honest with you. With gowns and alterations averaging about $1,500 per bride in 2017... It's good that we're leaving the dress at the altar. It's good that we're divorcing the wedding dress. Is it not? And uh, I don't know. It's bad news for companies like The Gap, who had the Weddington Way brand, for J. Crew, who had its bridal wear line, for David's Bridal, once known for the tight grip it held on the wedding business. Now they're facing serious financial challenges. Again, Things change. We're teaching kids Fortnite dances and Fortnite tutors. I remember when I had a math tutor. Now things change. The overly expensive wedding dress is going by the wayside. And it's it's about adapting to the digital age, and it's about adapting to new customers. I couldn't imagine. My brother Michael is a bit of a jerk. When he was getting married, he offered his bride... I will give you, I will put $10,000 in a retirement account for you, or we could have this wedding. She chose the wedding. Their marriage is over. She should have taken the $10,000 in the the, uh, retirement account. The United States economy has logged its best performance in nearly four years. Yay! And that gives us the opportunity to move the market higher. The economy is doing well. Jobs are doing okay. Some people say that, you know, wages aren't, aren't keeping up with other costs in, in the world. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. Got a big event coming up. You'll start hearing commercials for it. It's 
coming up. It's a seminar. It's on income and tax planning with all the new tax laws. It's at the Los Gatos Toll House Hotel, September 20th. You can sign up at Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll try to do my best to reward you with as good of content as I can find, as good of content as I can put together, as good as content as I can kind of extrapolate some ideas out of. Um, I'm always thinking about money. It's just kind of my nature, I think. So I like the stories of Wall Street. I'll be honest with you. It's uh, way better than pushing buttons. It's way better than digging graves. Can't say that I've ever dug a grave, but it looks like tough work. Maybe not as stimulating mentally as talking stocks and investing and getting good at money. I like getting good at money. Don't know why, but I do like it. So anything you want to talk about, we can talk about So, number one, don't be shy. Number two, let's do this. Amazon's in the news yet again. And um, I I think it's fair to say that they're in our minds. So, it's it's easy to do an Amazon story because we all understand it. We all wish we had bought more of it. Now it's getting to the point where, what are they going to do next? So, Roku's slumping. Yesterday, the markets barely were able to get any sort of positive action, but they did. It started strong and ended weak. So there's a little bit of that going on out there, in my opinion, um, that things are getting a little bit weak. It is full-blown, in my opinion, holiday mode. It's the last weekend of the summer, in theory. Although I'm telling you, it's pretty chilly already. The second estimate for GDP, second quarter, checked in at up 4.2% versus the previous estimate of up 4.1%. Now, again, there's not a key takeaway there because that's past performance, but it's telling you that the environment's okay for now. When we start seeing layoffs, when we start seeing more regulation, when we start seeing reactions to higher interest rates... That's when we're all going to go, ooh, I don't know, this market could go higher. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Let me throw down a quick password, if I may. And passwords. Passwords stink, don't they? That's something that could uh, be updated. Let's see. Is that the right one? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm trying to take a look at the the numbers on the markets right now. Roku's dropping. Why is Roku dropping? That's a really good question. They're down 4% today on reports that Amazon's going to launch a new video app for its Fire TV devices. Ooh. That's a problem with being kind of a fringe player in an emerging market. The emerging market is streaming, right? Uh, you're one of the first players there in Roku with a device. You've got a 4K device. You've got you know access to 
put channels like Apple TV and Amazon Prime on your services. I've got an escape house that I have Roku in and love it because I'm able to tie all my uh, paid TV services into another home without paying for paid TV. So And it works pretty well. And there's a Roku channel on Roku that shows old media that no one, no one has any desire of, like, grabbing. But when you see it's free, you're like, ooh, I wouldn't mind watching an episode of Fantasy Island <laughs> from the past. And then you're, like, three minutes into it, you're like, no, 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 bad idea. But Amazon's a pretty formidable competitor. And... I don't know how their Fire TV devices are doing. I can tell you that I'm not a big am. I'm not a. Oh gosh, how do I say this? I know my station supports Alexa. I know you can stream Rob Black Show from Alexa. I'm not a big Alexa guy. I don't like talking to speakers. I don't mind telling speakers play music, but hey, Alexa, tell me a joke. <laughs> not that funny. So Dick's Sporting Goods lower. They had a sales miss. Um, Royal Caribbean Cruises, which I was ruined on the idea of all cruises for a couple reasons, but primarily the largest one that I hate cruises is I think they're old for old people. And also I once saw a lot of commercials for Kathy Lee Gifford singing on cruises and the idea of Kathy Lee Gifford singing on a cruise and I'm stuck at dinner and she's singing is enough to keep me off a boat for my lifetime. Just throwing it out there. I have no fear of water. I just have a fear of getting caught by Kathy Lee Gifford singing and I can't move. Is that fair? S&P 500 sitting at new highs. Which is nice. Um, and I, I guess it's, it's I'm not going to say that's a market mover. Or that's not. It's low volumes. That's the the kicker is these holiday weekends. When they come up, some people go, you know what? It's Wednesday. I'm going to take out off and heck, I'll have a six day vacation. And tomorrow it'll be it's Thursday. Heck, I'll take it off and have a five day vacation. And when you're driving, oh, a little love boat. Exciting and true. The, the theme from MASH changed every year. Sometimes they sped it up, sometimes they slowed it down. I would have liked the theme from Love Boat to change every year. So on Friday nights, on Friday nights I used to watch Love Boat at 9. And then Fantasy Island would come on at 10. And that was a big Friday night. That was my reward for making it through the week of school. Wednesday nights, it was Charlie's Angels. I remember that well. Anyhow, I'm telling you a little bit too much about me. Microsoft's about to up its dividend in a big way. Good news. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.